you know, what most people don't know is that uh, the entire work of Nalanda, which is the first liberal arts university of international stature, bigger stature than Harvard is today because people from all over Asia used to come there. That library was unparalleled in, in its knowledge. But this knowledge, uh, Chinese would spend their, send their scholars to translate into Mandarin. Tibetans would send their scholars to translate into Tibetan, Cambodians, like that. So the best preserved archive translated from the original Sanskrit is, was the one in Tibetan because they really preserved it very well. So ancient Indian knowledge in Nalanda and other places was preserved in the Tibetan language because they translated it and took it to Tibet. So when the Muslims came and destroyed Nalanda, all that was gone. But a Tibetan language version was alive in Tibet. This is a very amazing story. And those guys kept it going, you know, on palm leaves and all kinds of different ways. They kept preserving it for a long, long time. And then when the Dalai Lama came to India, he ran away from, uh, he had to run away from Tibet. When he, in the 50s, when he came, then on these yaks, he brought these manuscripts. This is called the Tanjur collection. This is the collection of Tibetan Buddhism, which contains a whole lot of Hindu stuff, Buddhist stuff, all of that translated from Sanskrit. It's a huge collection. Okay, hundreds of them, more, over a thousand. So this collection, uh, Robert Thurman, who's the head of Tibet House, and was the chair of religious studies in Columbia University, a very dear friend of mine, he brought to my attention that this should be translated back into English so that the whole world can know the knowledge that India had at that time, which was both the foundation of Hinduism and Buddhism. So he brought to me this project. Uh, this project uh, is a unique project. And uh, in the first two, few volumes, uh, it says the following as a as an endorsement, as a sort of uh, acknowledgement of our work. Please hear uh, Seema Singh, one of our trustees, reading it out for you. We wish to express our deep gratitude to Mr. Rajiv Malhotra, founder and CEO of the Infinity Foundation, who provided some of the funds for the production of this book and the initiation of this series. The scientific treatises Shastra of the Indian Buddhist universities, many preserved only in the Tibetan translation canon, tend not to be the most exciting, best-selling of books. It is difficult to find sponsors for their publication. The Tibetans who appreciate them tend to be impoverished refugees, spending their time and effort trying to learn the teachings in Tibetan and thereby keep alive their traditions of scholarship and practice. Indian scholars and philanthropists tend not to take interest in the ancient Indian Buddhist works. Since the Buddhist institutions were long ago driven out from India into Tibet and contemporary Indians identify with the literatures of Hinduism considered rather different from Buddhism. But Rajiv Malhotra proved an exception to these general tendencies and realized right away that the works contained in the Tibetan Tanjur are an immense jewel mine, jewel mine of Indian intellectual and spiritual traditions. So he generously provided funding to bring out the first of these works. For this vision and generosity, I and future generations of scholars and practitioners will always be deeply grateful. Now, this is 
Now what happened is we gave around we gave around sixty thousand per volume for the first five volumes. So one of them is this that uh, you can see. Another one is Kala, Kala Chakra Tantra. I don't have it with that fancy color uh, cover yet, but this is the copy I have. So like this, there were five volumes we we funded, and the idea was that the money that they'll get by selling these to universities and libraries and think tanks, they will use that money to generate another five and then another five, they'll keep recycling. And so up till now, over 200 volumes have been translated. And these are covering science, these are covering medicine, they're covering philosophy, they're covering all kinds of domains. You know, it's one thing to be a follower when everybody else is doing it. You also sort of jump in the bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing it. But it's very different to be a pioneer and a leader to sort of trailblaze something which others are not doing. You see, the, this is the job of generations of Indian government, nobody doing it. This is the job of our rich people, our gurus, not, nobody thinking of doing it. So now there is a project the Indian government started in Sarnath, Sarnath uh, uh, to translate uh, some of these into Sanskrit, back into Sanskrit. But that's a project that goes on, that goes off. It is not sort of a streamlined, steady state, consistent work. It is very good work. We certainly are very happy about it. But what we started with the American Institute of Buddhist Studies, which is affiliated with Columbia University, and Robert Thurman runs it, is something very unique because the productivity is very high. And each of these is done by a top scholar, excellent in Buddhism, practicing Buddhist, and also an excellent scholar in, and, and who knows how to write in English. And every one of these books has taken about three years, three years of scholarship to produce each one of these uh, translated volumes. So this is a piece of work that uh, few would do because, you know, it's not something that uh, gets you a, it's not a bestseller type book. It's very serious scholarship. Uh, and this is the kind of scholarship which is returning our knowledge back to us. We are taking the knowledge that the Tibetans, we should be grateful, preserved for us. Okay, they preserved this for us. They could have stolen it, plagiarized it, and said that they got it on their own from somewhere, but they're very honest. Before, in the, in the early part of every single volume, it says translated from the Sanskrit into the Tibetan by so-and-so. It says all that. So they're very loyal to our tradition, and we should be very grateful to that. And so one of the things that Infinity Foundation is very proud of is this business of reviving our ancient culture, wherever it is found in the world, represented in whatever language we want to bring it back and bring it before the world stage. So that's an example of the kind of thing we think is very high leverage use of money. Thank you very much.